What an intro. Like, come on, guys. If that don't get you pumped up on a Tuesday night, what will? It's gotta. <laughs> it is it's your boy, gotta. Eli Rax. Listen, guys. Yo. There's some crazy stuff, man. What's going on with the Rangers, man? I, I gotta uh, get into this first, man. It's dude, I'm heated. They were, they were, up they were doing nothing. so freaking well. Uh, we're hey, we, we, we would have signed up for two to one, right? Yeah. We would have signed up for a lead. The Rangers, we, New York has a, a playoff team, and that's what we need to be pumped about. Yes. It's the right playoff team. So let's get it. Hey, listen, let's foremost, say this too. Yeah, They're very, right. very physical. When I saw the first couple games of the Rangers, this is the most physical I've ever seen them. <laughs> if they could just carry this over and just hold on because Igor, that, that one goal, that wasn't, it wasn't right. When they shot up no. one, now they have two. But, man, like, they just – if they win this thing, that's how they got to be. And I really do. They hope hope they win. But they got to be physical, man, and be on the attack. That's New York. That's what Joe Judge was supposed to bring here, man. This is uh-huh. awesome to see. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I'm excited. But it, 2-2, what's going on, Speed? Yeah, man. Uh, they, 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 they Coming out lifeless in the second period. I'm not loving the vibes right now. They they, they brought all the energy in the first period. It's like they, they, they wasted it all. Let's, two to let's two. regroup. Yeah, yeah. 2-2, two, two, let's regroup. Um, they got they gotta get the shit together, and you know it, they gotta get they gotta get the puck towards the net again. Let's go, boys! Wake up, wake up! You know it seems like they're playing like like uh, they're a little tight now because I'm, I'm still trying to learn this thing. Are they yeah. playing like a half court press in a way? Like I think they need to be up on that side of the the, the ice there, and then no. and then like a full court type. He wants thing. a four check. I, he wants the four check. He yeah, wants the yeah. full the court press. Full, I was like, come on! Like if you he want to be that physical, press. go at it. I got you. It. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's no time to take off. See, when the Rangers made it two zero, and that was it. Yeah, like, when the like Rangers yeah, when the Rangers start slumping, it's when they 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 they're not pressing and not forechecking. It's called forechecking when you're trying to get uh, on the other team, make the other team make mistakes in their own end. And when they don't do that, that's when the shit goes w- wired, uh, you know, the wayside. They gotta get their shit together again and focus. There's six minutes left in the period. I'll keep updating you guys on what's going on in a big big playoff game, game one. I mean. This is the revival, of people. We came here to bring you New York sports, to bring back New York sports. The Rangers are in the playoffs. We're going to be talking Giants mostly today, but I'm going to be dabbling in some Ranger talk oh, while shoot, we're going whoa, whoa. through the whole thing. Forgive yeah. me. I, I, yeah. I forgot to give the whole freaking intro. Did we forget something? I, was I so forgot jacked the up. intro, but can you do me a favor? Because I'm, I'm not feeling it because it's a bad game. Yeah. I'm trying to get back right. in. I'm a little depressed. I'm a little upset uh, about this. That's fair. That's Is there fair. someone else that can that can help me out with this? I just wish there was somebody we could like call on to. Who? Oh my goodness! Oh, oh my goodness! Yo, Is it Sam Let's go. Sam All right, listen, guys. I'm excited here, guys. If you don't know who Mr. Sam the Prince is, can we remind them? Can, let's we, show can we stop this? Let's, let's show him real show quick. Him, man. Run the Come tape. On. Run the tape. <laughs> With the fifth pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the New York football giant select, Kayvon Thibodeau, defensive end, wow. Oregon. I love, oh, love the hand gesture too. Cave on joining us and guys, I'm pumped. Woo! Let's go, baby. How are we feeling? Listen, guys, can we can we give the intro to Sam here? Because I'm I need to get pumped up here. Yeah. What, Sam, you, what you got, man? It's all yet, baby. Give out the intro. All right, all right. Thank you, Aspina, tonight with New York Revival. And now for your starting lineup for the New York Revival. Your point guard and your Fearless leader, bringing all good vibes from all the way up north from Staten 
Island <laughs> Eli Rex. <laughs> Go, thank you, brother. Thank you. Oh, go. From Washington Township, the one with all the knowledge in the land, the man himself, Spiro. Speed. Let's go. Let's, Let's go. go. Let's, Let's go. go. He might be short. He may not be the tallest in the land, but you know, he's always going to bring his A game. The shooting guard from Middletown, L. Jeff. <laughs> Let's go. Well done, Sam. Well and then, done. guys, you know who this is giving us the intro of a lifetime, Mr. Sam. Prince, let's go, baby. <laughs> What's listen, good, Sam? Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for your time. Blessing us, Sam. I do appreciate you, man. I just got a couple questions, man, but I'm I'm gonna go around the room first. First off, I, this is how we gotta do it. El Jefe, how was your weekend? Amazing, uh, phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Giants had a phenomenal draft, and I think we owe Sam. Like I said from the beginning, when I saw that clip of him in the office with Dable and Shane and Eli freaking Manning, and I'm like, this the way Dable's is, looking at him too. This this kid is good luck. I just felt like he was good luck. And then there you are up at the podium, getting. I see a license plate guy in the front row going crazy for you. And I see everyone going nuts. And then we get that pick. And it just set you've just been good vibes yeah, for the Giants off. ever right. since I saw your face. So just stick around. Just keep doing Giants. <laughs> we need you. Uh, thank you. Totally guys. agree. Come Speed, on. what you got? Yeah, man. I mean, listen, I, I was at Jeff's place to watch the draft on Thursday night. It was awesome. Friday, Friday, Saturday, whirlwind. I mean, we just got good vibes the whole the whole way around. We're trusting this new front office, this new organization, essentially. With 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 uh, drafting these new players, and you know, th there's some picks that we were, you know, questioning. Some picks we weren't, but I felt good overall. Sam led us into it, like I said, right off the bat, and I, I, you know, I'm I'm ready for the new the new Giants, the new Giants, man. This is, and then they cleared house afterwards too. I'm just like, all right, let's go, let's go. This is it. This is new Giants. Let's go. And listen, guys, I'm gonna omit my turn. To the guest of honor here, Sam. How was your weekend, brother? Take us through the emotion, the yes. feel. Just give us everything. How was your weekend, brother? Beyond, I could have anything I could have ever dream. Mm. Got to announce Kayvon Thibodeau. Okay, Thibodeau, the number one consensus overall pick going into the 2020 season. I'm sorry, 2021 season. And then you know, right. we have a 2022 draft. He doesn't go to one or two. You know, he's slipping. I'm like, oh, my God, we got to get him. And I said in the past, I, I don't know if you guys may have heard this. And I said to Joe, John Mara, not Joe Mara, John Mara, if he is on the board, I would take him in a heartbeat. Sprint. Mm. And, sprint to <laughs> and listen, when they handed you the card with that name, did you run towards the podium as soon as possible? No. That had to be. Did you knew. So, sorry to interrupt. But they handed me to the cards from the next four. We went up, me and Commissioner Goodell. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why you're so hyped. <laughs> Listen, that, it, that is awesome, man. Just do me a favor. How did you? A couple questions here. How was it actually getting a high five, Kayvon Thibodeau? Like, as far as like, did he feel that energy? Did he pull, did he pull you to the side and was like, man, I love it? Like, what, what did he say after that? Because that was just awesome to see. So, Kayvon and I, we had that moment on stage. I said, Welcome to New York. He said, Thanks, man. 
appreciate it. It was very small talk on stage, and we celebrated. Then we took the picture, and then I went one way, he went the other. Unfortunately, I have not talked to Kayvon since, but someone from his, from his team has been in touch with me, so I will get in touch with him very soon. Awesome. You're, awesome, you're so man. big time, dude. Yeah, you're yeah, so yeah, big yeah. time. His people are going to call my yeah, people. Yeah, they, my people are going to get in touch with his people. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, you, 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 anybody has a question? Because I can Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I want to know. Let's go back. Let's go way back into early Sam Prince life. How did you become a Giants fan? When did you become a Giants fan? Give us the whole background here. So my whole family are Giants fans. We bleed blue to the day we all die. Mm -hmm. So my grandpa, Ben Tabs, has had season tickets to the Giants for over 50 years. Let's go. (laughs) You know, it's been bleeding blue. My first game was the 2011 season when the Giants won Super Bowl 46. Not a bad season. Not a bad season to come in. The season I really, really got on the Giants football was became a fanatic was 2014. And unfortunately, the Giants has been all downhill from there. <laughs> hey, look, can I just interrupt real quick? Chris Kreider, three, two, let's go, Rangers. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, let's go. Let's go. What baby. a way to bring back the revival. Three, two, Rangers. Let's go. Now, all, right, Sam, all, right. all Sam knows is good vibes. This, yeah, all, Sam, all you're, bringing, you're bringing the good vibes as always, man. Let's He's go. gonna come back. He's coming back on the revival. I'm telling you that much. <laughs> Absolutely. Every Jeff, playoff got game. Any questions for him as well? Yeah. Uh, what you got, bro? I, I mean, all I gotta say is I don't know what the first half of your life has been like because your story is pretty crazy. All I'll say is it's about to get really, really good. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, like what has happened to you in the last several days is, is literally what dreams are made of. And it's happening for you as we speak every day. So I'm just happy for you and you, you deserve it all. And I'm just happy you're here with us, man. We're going to have some fun tonight. Absolutely. And guys, Sam Prince will be back. And guess what guys, we gave him keys to the show as well. So here's mm-hmm. what we're going to do. He's going to be on the next show with us for about an hour. So in the next couple of weeks, guys, he's going to be the New York Revival host. Yeah, we're going to talk about his journey. We're going to talk about everything. We're going to talk about, most importantly, Giants football. So, guys, you want to stay tuned for that. He has the keys to this place. Come on, all our guests get the keys to Revival. This is his platform now. I got, an easy, I got an easy one for him real quick, if you don't mind. Yeah. Who's your, who's your favorite Giant of all time? Eli Manning. Oh, okay. And you met, oh, did you meet him this week too? How's this week going for you? <laughs> Jesus. Jeez. That's a Hollywood week. Great guy. Yeah, I mean, this guy's just the best. Number 10 in our, in our hearts. No, number 10 in the book, number one in our hearts. We love Eli. We're big Eli oh, podcast. And wait, I, I see my man's wearing an Andrew Thomas jersey. That is class all the way. Lyman jerseys don't get enough love. And mm-hmm. I love that, Sam. I love it, baby. <laughs> Straight class. So let's go. Before we, before we get Sam out of here, well, not to say out of here, but before we just put him backstage just for a little bit, Sam, there's a special guest we want you to introduce. We forgot to tell the people this. Forgive me. I told you I'm out of it today, so this is your show to introduce. Who's the special guest? We have former. We have the one, the only, from New York Giants. He's now covering soccer, as they call it, across the pond football. He's also SNY, but he's most famous for being a giant. Once a giant, always a giant. The man, the legend himself, Brandon London. Let's go. Let's go. 
<laughs> Yo, with, with that intro, I wish I wasn't an undrafted free agent. Oh, oh man. I would love to run to the podium, but Mike Sullivan, Coach Mike Sullivan, called me and told me I want to be a New York Giant, man. One of those, those back alley deals, man. Say, what's up, Mike guy? What's up, my guy? I am doing fantastic, Brandon. Yeah, man. Yeah, appreciate uh, appreciate you guys having me on. Honestly, man. Yeah, thank you so much for your time. And uh, Sam, you got any questions for Brandon before we put you backstage for a little bit, brother? All right, Brandon. So you've been covering Giants football, and now you've been covering SNY. How'd you get into soccer, as they call it, football across the pond? Ah, uh, the New York Football Giants, man. Like my rookie <laughs> year, '07, uh, we went over and we played at Wembley. Remember? Mm-hmm. Remember, I was still in the I was practice squad and all, but it was still. London and London. That's where the birth of London and London went down. And uh, there's that picture with me and Kevin Boss. We're out there at practice. And whoever that photographer was, shout out to that photographer because I'm not (laughs) Strahan, I'm not Eli, I'm not Sean O'Hara. He just saw London and was like, oh, let me capture that. And I've used that for a couple throwback Thursdays or whatever because (laughs) we got to – we practice at Chelsea's uh, uh, Cobham training facility. And uh, yep, so I'm yep. like, you know what? I played FIFA a couple times. This dude, Didier Drogba, <laughs> he's a beast on there. So, you know, we got a chance to meet some of the players. So I said, I'm going to just be a, a Chelsea FC fan. And then that got me into going to uh, – you guys been to Legends, the football factory in Legends? Yes. 33rd. And uh, I started watching uh, so- Chelsea soccer games with the Chelsea, Chelsea Blues, Chelsea uh, NYC Blues. Became a fan was a part of the L.A. Chelsea Blues, was a part of the CFC Rockies. When I lived in Denver, they contacted me, asked me if I wanted to, you know, do some content for them, and now I do American content for Chelsea FC. So That's dope, crazy. man. Yeah. That's, that's cool, cool. Yeah. dude. What a yeah, world. Man. Yeah, man. That's how it all got going. So that's how I was saying. We were in the uh, – everybody, all the viewers, we were in the, uh, the, the green room, the backstage of uh, the New York Revival and all. We were just chatting, having a good time. I was telling Sam, man, like, Go your wildest dreams, especially with this TV stuff, bro. Go, like yes. go, and just remember, who yeah. cares what they say about you? He cares. You're the one on camera right now, bro. There, you're the entertainment. You're the king's jester. So remember that. Like, <laughs> they pay to see Absolutely. you. They pay to see Absolutely. you. Remember that. Awesome man. And awesome, Sam, man. I want to keep you keep you on just for a little bit because I want to go over a couple of things and I just want to get your reaction to a couple of things, if that's okay. Oh, yeah. um, and also Brandon London as well. So uh, we had the first ever annually that we're going to have is the People's Mock Draft of the New York Revival. Now, we had a competition where people could pick to see where their draft picks fell in place, and they could win cash money. So, Speed, take us through. Did anyone win? Uh, Dude, so first of all, we did the top 10, and 0 for 10. Over 10, we, we started out, well, you know, my man Monty started out with Aiden Hutchinson. As soon as Aiden Hutchinson didn't go number one, the whole draft board was gone, dude. The whole draft board was gone. Uh, you know, Nate, Nate, my man went, went with, he he thought the, the Lions were going to go with the guy that we got at number seven, Evan Neal. And, I, I mean, it was a shit show after that. <laughs> it was an absolute shit show. <laughs> Big Smooth, J-Dub. Marcel, I'm sorry, my man Marcel, he he picked Stingley to the Giants, which got quite the reaction out of yeah, Giants fans. Uh, we, were, we were not happy about that that pick. Uh, 0 for 5 right there. Then you got K-Sexy. You know, he had Charles Cross 
Carolina, Carolina, wrong guard. It, it was just a shit show. Pest, me, Sergeant Mayhem. We went 0 for 10, 0 for 10. Not, nobody won a damn dollar. So be better this next year, insane. boys. Be better. <laughs> it was a really good but, year to offer cash for correct yes. guesses. <laughs> and, 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 and look, that just goes to show nobody knows what nobody. the hell they're nobody talking knows. about. So everybody, calmate, tranquilo in the comments on Twitter, on social media, because they're offering you free money and you still couldn't get it right. right. So, right. No cover charge. It's, it's all gonna be okay. Woosa. Exactly. Which is the entire point. It was like, all right, if you guys think you're this good, we're gonna give you money. And they were 0 for 10. But shout out to everybody that participated. Yeah, we love do this yeah, for sure, for so sure. put your put your you know, put your skills to the test with this draft here, man. Because next year yeah. we're gonna do it again and we're gonna sweeten the pot just a little bit. For I you will guys. say th- this year was probably one of the most uncertain years in recent memory. Nobody knew what was happening from pick one to pick ten to pick one hundred. It was uh, it was yeah. a shit show, and it, it it sucked that nobody won money. We wanted to give you guys free money. That just goes to sh- like Brandon said, those mock drafts all meant nothing. <laughs> all meant nothing. Absolutely. <laughs> so guys, what I want to get into, man, I want to get into a nice segment. It's a nice game we called elated or devastated. But before we get into elated or devastated. Jeff, drop that for me, please. Elated or devastated. And what this <laughs> game does is we're going to go through a couple of topics, and you tell us if you was elated, you was happy about it, or you was devastated about it. And I want to start with a little bit of Brandon London here and Sam, because you guys are the guest of honor. So were you elated or devastated by the Giants not picking up the fifth-year option? And I'm going to start with Brandon London. Elated or devastated? I mean, I was elated in the sense of that's money. That's a lot of money you're committing to. (laughs) You're talking about already being committed to a bunch of money that you, Joe Shane, wants to free up. You see his approach when it comes to things. So it's not me being like, it's not me being disrespectful or anything to Daniel Jones or anything. I'm just talking like I'm looking at it or trying to look at it from a Joe Shane manner to where. I need to free money up. I, I don't need to tie up more money into something that I don't think is a sure bet right now or a sure thing. So yeah. he's going to be on a prove it type situation. And we've seen a lot of quarterbacks in the past on prove it deals go out and prove it. So that's mm-hmm. why I say this is Daniel Jones. Is This is the year for him to just mm-hmm. be like F it to everybody. Mm-hmm. And just go out there and slang that thing. That's absolutely. That's what I want him to do. Sam, what you got? Well, Brandon. Devastated. What you got? <laughs> I'm elated. And Brandon really could not have said it better than me. Look, in the past, we've been saying, oh, you know, we, there's just so many excuses for Daniel. But there's no more excuses this way. It's Agreed. a head coach that's offensive-minded. What was the last time he had that? And whereas he had two good tackles, Neil and Thomas, and the weapons. He's never had this. And if he can't get it done with that, he's not going to win the Giants Super Bowl. And if you're not going to the Giants, if not going to win the Giants a Super Bowl, at quarterback, then why are you the quarterback of the New York Giants? Wow. <laughs> That's, wow. Let's do that. I like Big that. And Spain, what drop. you got? I mean, listen, I, I, I'm going to have to say it later myself because, uh, listen, he's going to have to go out. It's a prove-it year. He's got all the weapons now. There's no more excuses. Like like we all said, I, I, I think that Daniel Jones has been given – nothing previous to this year 
He's, he's had some weapons last year. They all got injured. And, and Andrew Thomas, his left tackle got hurt. Like, what else? Like, Saquon looked like a shell of himself last year. Now, I think that Saquon year two, after that devastating injury, we're going to see more peak Saquon here. And, hey, maybe he's got a hole to run through behind Evan Neal this time. How about that? Like, maybe, yeah. Yeah, maybe he's got Glonowski now. Um, he's got an actual offensive line to run behind for possibly the first time ever. Let's go back to Penn State days. He didn't have a good line back there back then either. So, you know, we got Daniel Jones with a good running back behind him, healthy healthy cast, hopefully. You throw in Wondell Robinson, who we're going to talk about later, and I, I, I like what they're doing. Hopefully Tony can stay on the field this year and show out because I, I the weapons are there. Daniel Jones stay in the field. Prove everybody wrong. Prove us all wrong. Please. Yeah, elated. And by the way, Sam, like your picture is just going to be with us forever because this is going to, I don't know, in the upper right hand, you can see <laughs> if you're elated, you get this. Um, but it's the Giants hedging their bet, and it's brilliant, and it's the right thing to do because Daniel Jones clearly hasn't shown enough. He's had plenty of obstacles, but at the end of the day, you either produce or you didn't, and it's a business. So you're at the end of your rookie deal. So you can't sign him long term if he hasn't done it yet. You don't have to look further than the Browns and Baker Mayfield for a team who completely regrets extending the fifth year option. And if Daniel Jones winds up being out of this world good this year, then you have a great problem on your hands and you can franchise them for, I think, 33. And they will gladly do that with all the cap space if that's what they need to do while they work on a long term deal. It's the right move. Ever since Shane and Dable came on board, it seems like they're making more right moves than anything else. So it was I'm elated. It was damn right. The right thing to do. So really quick, really, really, oh, really quick, yeah. really, really, really quick before y'all, before yeah. y'all go. There's four of y'all. I'm just gonna ask you really quickly, and all you can do is say the name. Can't mm. say why. All you mm -hmm. can do is say the name. So your GM, there's a water gun to your head. Someone's about to blow oh, your God. head with a water gun. You're about to get soaked. Uh, uh, <laughs> Jeff, about to get soaked. Jeff, Baker Mayfield or Daniel Jones? Go. Daniel Jones. Vibes. Go. Daniel Jones. Mr. GHF, go. Uh, Baker. Sam Prince, go. Baker. Oh. What mm. about you? I mean, same same situation. Come yeah, on, break Brandon. the tie. Break the tie. Break the tie. Brandon, who you got? I'm Pat Sajak, man. I'm, I'm the game show. That ends in a draw. He's been watching too much soccer. He's letting it end in a draw. I just, I just wanted to know. No, sometimes y'all just got to put people on the spot sometimes. Fair. And be like, all right, you made sense with that point. I never even thought about it like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking mm. like everybody, sometimes you have to think, not as a fan, but as Joe Shane. Yep. He is in a, he is in a predicament right now, and I'm not just saying that trying to you know like I, I'm just saying he is in a predicament. Can we all agree? So I just wanted to see that what y'all would say. That was a really that. good question, and Honestly. and uh, and it was interesting because I didn't know what my answer would be, and I was surprised yeah, right. my answer. But the water gun was on my head. What am I gonna do? I had <laughs> yeah, to you gotta make that choice. <laughs> I think I would have made it without the water gun, but that's another topic. Like we could dive into that, but that's but like, another topic. Eli, you're not even. Eli's not even a big DJ guy. I mean, I've been yeah. on the fence with him because that's all he's shown. Like he's he's had flashes and then he sucks and he does something stupid and then he flashes. So like that's why I've been on the fence the whole time. I haven't seen enough to be like, yeah, that's it. I'm not gonna bang the table over him. Well, what's what's funny is I've been the biggest uh, DJ probably supporter of us three, and I I picked Baker just now. Yeah, and you picked yeah. <laughs> so go figure. That's why it was a good question. That's a great I question. Do, I but do you know think, what though? Which, yeah. What, 
which is no, why he... you don't pick up the option, right? Because yeah. again, I think there's so many question marks to to what he's capable of doing. If he's great, then yeah, your franchise tag him is seven million dollars more. The Giants have about ninety million to hundred million in cap space next year, so that's that's like a drop in the bucket for him. So with that being said, man, I. I the Giants are doing the right thing at this point. You know what I mean? Somebody put TK, really? I really, if I had to pick, I would pick Daniel Jones. I think his ceiling's a tad bit higher than Baker Mayfield. We've seen the Baker Mayfield project, right? But um, <laughs> we won't dive into that fully because Brandon London said yeah, quick reaction. So yeah, quick we'll do that. Um, let's let's do another second. Sam, Sam, wait, hold on. Hold on, hold on. I, Sam, Sam's got something to say. Here. I don't want that, Sam. If Baker Mayfield gets released by the Browns and you're Joe Shane, do you go pick him up for a prove-it one-year deal? Mm. Mm. Damn. <laughs> I don't know if you need no. to. If you, if you have DJ so. and you have Tyra Taylor, why do you need Baker Mayfield, who can't I, throw? I, I, I just think I am not a big Baker supporter. I think he's a great guy. I'm not, But, you know, I, I yeah. love yeah. DJ to see, but I don't think he will. But I want to be wrong. But I think it's just something that the Giants – should maybe think about, maybe not do, just think about. I think, I think Baker about. is more of a system guy. Not to say Daniel healthy, Jones isn't, but I think healthy, he's more of the product of the system than the guy putting the team on his back and running. And what makes Daniel Jones a little bit better to me is that we've seen Daniel Jones make that one-handed catch to try to put the team on his back. We've seen him trying to go into the end zone and get concussed. Like, we've seen him do these things to put the team on his back for a W. Not to say Baker Mayfield can't, it's just – it's more of the product of the system to me. To me, yeah. it's just certain things he got to do some according guys are, to the coach. He won't do so, it. But that's just so, me. John White I, can't believe, I, can't believe, I can't believe we're even having this conversation. I've, I know. I'm going to move not on. Even, not even about start. talent. We're talking money. Like, they don't have the money. Like, yeah, right, they right. They can't even enter like, – They don't have the money. Even, and yeah, you're right. money. The money is just not there to entertain that. Next year, next year will. Next year will, and that would be interesting. Like, what if just draft and and go with Tyrod for a year? Then, yeah, but who's to say that we're going to finish in the top ten? If 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 DJ Hmm. has a decent year, you're looking at a a top fifteen pick. That's not going to get you Bryce Young. He's going to have a better year, and we're all going to say DJ by midseason. He's about to ball out. He's going to prove us all wrong. I hope get him, so. Sam. No, get him, Sam. He's let's, let's go wrong. off, Sam. Go off, Sam. My whole thing is with money is like, I know this is a little off topic here. I was just thinking about this today. James Bradbury, what do the Giants do with him? Mm. Hold on. Wait, hey. Let's drop this because that was the next yeah, thing. Yeah, good leading, buddy. Drop it there. Good leading. That was good, this guy. Guys. Is got so a job polished here. and professional. Elated or devastated. As you guys know, James Bradbury has been on the trade and block. Man, this has been a long drawn out. We're trying to alleviate some sort of cap situation. I do believe he's owed 12 million if he stays, but Giants haven't really done anything to try to can't reconstruct him because we actually done it already. But can they give him a signing bonus? There's so many things that can happen, but there seems to be no trading partner. So Sam, seeming that you're here, man, I want you to start. Then I'm gonna start with Brandon London and we'll work our way around the room. But Sam, what you got, man? What's your thoughts on James Bradbury? Are you elated or devastated? I'm devastated because he produced in year one, but then, I mean, he's still producing, but not nearly not as high level. I mean, you're just seeing the age of a quarterback slow him down. And, you know, he's going into a contract season, and who knows to show that he's going to resign with the Giants. You know, if he doesn't resign and the Giants are a bottom 15 or team this year, you know, granted, they will be better than last year, but 
why won't you trade him and get something out of it? Yes, the secondary is going to be much worse without him, but don't you want to at least get a third rounder to try to pair up two thirds for a second rounder? Maybe so we could do something like that. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, I think, I think it's his contract that he's getting paid a lot, and I think that's. Hold on, before we go, BM, elated or devastated, brother? I mean, I, I'm elated that he's still here. Like, there's Ardore Jackson is 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 good, but after that, we don't have a CB two if Ardore is the CB one. Yeah. Yep. How do you just give up? So, like Joe Shane said, there are contingency plans that we can try and put in place. And they've had constant contact with JB's agent. And if they could have got some sort of high value product for that, for him, they would have made that move yeah. by now because you, you don't want to just not just dump dumping him because of the player he is anymore, but dumping because of that contract in which we have no money. You what did it say, oh Martin? You ain't got no job, Tommy. You broke, dog. Like we broke out here. You know what you I'm ain't saying? Got no so job. So it's nothing. Like he said, he's nothing. He said he said nothing. But they've had nothing but praises. And just think, JB in a weak Martindale system, you're not you're not so much asking him to be locked down man to man. You're asking Wink to be creative to apply pressure mm -hmm. so your corners don't have to hold up for mm -hmm. that long in that sense. He can use his veteran experience, his eyes, to jump routes, route recognition mm -hmm. in that sense. So if they could have got something – and then nothing wrong with – nothing against the the using what the third-round pick on Cordell Flott out of LSU. Wow. But – what six foot six one one seventy five? That's Skinny not hell. NFL. <laughs> that may not be, and I'm not gonna say no to anyone or put limits on anyone. That may not be NFL CB one ready. If you're a first year mm -hmm. GM trying to turn a program around, you're not gonna put that burden on a player who who's that small in the NFL. This big, like people get nicked up, people get hurt, you know. So in that sense, I was elated. And I'm hoping that the contingency plans can be put in place to where he stays there. And maybe that's the contract you eat for the year because you're going to need that for your defensive coordinator and your overall defense. Hit the nail on yeah. the head as far as that. I'm elated as well. And forgive me, guys, if I jumped. Forgive me, but I'm elated, man. No. I'm, again, it's, once he leaves, who's the CB1? Who's the CB2? Once they start to shift some things around, right? This is just, this is going to be a contract year that they eat. They're going to eat this thing. The fact mm. that they still have him on the roster shows that there's no trading partner out there, so there's no value for him. So nobody wants to take on that money as well. And they have the money, some teams, right? But at this point, guys, I think you got to keep him here, eat that contract, and let's hope that we can sign him to another one while we try to get some more people, hopefully, in the draft to kind of replace him. But at this point, leave him here. Let's see what he can do. Um, if he's a guy that could be in a mid, you know, in mid season where you could trade him for a pick, sure. I'm sure people will do that as well, but I really don't think it'll happen. I think he'll just be here until that contract runs out and kind of see what happens from there. But I'm elated to have him because we're already thin at that position anyway. So you might as well keep that guy that's gonna know it. And every and everybody's like, well, he kind of fell off. Every play that was a big play last season, don't forget he made it up with an interception. Like a lot of people think that forget that as well. James Bradbury could ball still. I don't think he missed a step in my opinion, but again, that's that's just my opinion on it. But what do you guys think, man? What do you got, Hefe? Uh, Hefe? 
I'd like to look at the defense a lot more with Bradbury out there. Mm-hmm. And we're Absolutely. finally getting stronger in the trenches and, and some linebackers coming in. So, like, I don't want the secondary to fall apart once we finally start to get it together up front. So, give I would love to see Bradbury stick around for one more year if they can make it work just because it opens up another gaping hole in the defense if he walks. So, it's another problem if he leaves. So, if they can find a trading partner and it's a good deal, whatever, I get it. But – as far as this year, if you want to be competitive, he helps you be competitive. So give me Bradbury for one more year. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Speed, you got anything to add? Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm going to say a lady, uh, the way I look at it is if you still want to trade him, you can, because if some, there's going to be a cornerback that's going to go down between now and the start of the season. So if, if, if you, you're going to find a team that is a, a contender that might get a little, a little antsy and give you a third round pick that you might have been looking for. Worst case scenario you have James Bradbury as your CB1 going into the next season, and that ain't that bad, man. That ain't that bad. Flat, he he may be a guy going forward, but he's not going to be that guy this year. He's got to put on NFL weight. He is, he's got he's to, uh, you know, develop. He's, he's not an NFL-ready guy like Brandon alluded to already. Um, it, it, you got Aaron Robinson, who's kind of a slot guy slash out, outside guy, but we don't know yet. He hasn't really – Basically, this year is, is Aaron Robinson's rookie year too, you know. And then you got a bunch of slot guys in the in, in the um nickel, you know, in nickel and Aaron Aaron um sorry, got Jackson, but Darnay Holmes a, or Darius Williams yes, coming back yes. from injury. Yeah, I got Darnay Holmes. That's, that's what you're saying. What you're going is there are no proven CB ones. That's not that's one. All you have not to one. say right there. And yeah. Like, you're trying yeah, so, to turn a program around on a defense, new D coordinator. He's going to want some guys that can hold up on the back end. Absolutely. There's, yeah. And listen, somebody, maybe somebody bites for, for a third round pick if they if their CB1 goes down. And, and, and then you deal with that at that point. But I, I say stick with him. Try and make it work. And listen, guys, he's going to turn only – I mean, he's not young, but he's only turning 29 in August. Maybe sign him to a, a rework his deal for another two years, worst case, if he wants to stick around. Keep him here until 31, and then deal with it in two years. Sam likes it. Spiro, if that happened, I would be elated, but I'm going into this season being a little realistic here that he won't be on the roster. Mm. If mm. I want him on the roster, knowing that he will be on the roster for more than 2022, because if he's going to walk, then I'm trading him. Fair, fair, fair. I, I, I need to make sure he's going to stay, and I want to somehow get a, a team-friendly two-, three-year deal with him. That would make me so elated right there. I dig it. I dig it. That's that's and about I, it. I, I think if we have a good cornerbacks, the rest of this defense is going to be phenomenal. You, you know how you and, know real quick. Cast sum it up real quick. I look yes. at him. Y'all play Spades. He's a deuce of Spades. Yeah, fair, deuce of Spades. Yeah, fair, fair. Because for Joe Shane, like uh, NY Giants 1974 just said, if someone CB one goes down. He goes like Stephen Gilmore or, uh, mm-hmm. or uh, AJ Boyer, mm-hmm. one of those mm-hmm. guys who are up there. There, there's obviously you can put the deuce of spades down, but the big joker, the little joker, still gets you. But the yeah. ace of spade can't touch you. King of spade, queen of spade, joke, J, uh, jack of spade can't touch you. So hold on to that deuce of spade. Yes. you just got to play it at the right Hell time yeah. when you're playing spades, right there. Smart nice man. and nice analogy. He's smart. Too, man. He's not just good looks. This guy, you know, he's got <laughs> brains too. So, but guys, I'm gonna a... do one more uh, for for elated or devastated, and then uh, Sam, we're just gonna put you in backs just for a bit because we're gonna break down a couple things. But guys, I want to do 
Give me a drop first, uh, Hefe. My apologies. <laughs> You're not tired of this already? Elated or devastated? Guys, we got elated or devastated on Wandale Robinson. Now, guys, some pit fans think that is a reach. But, guys, let's go around the room, man. I love the pick, but that's just my opinion. It'll get to me in a sec. But I want to start with Sam on this one. Sam, what you got? Rondale Robinson. Wandale Robinson. Is that a reach? I'm elated. elated. I love this pick. This gives the Giants insurance in the wide receiver position. Now, I'm not saying he's a wide receiver one because the Giants don't have a wide receiver one. He hasn't proved it with the Giants. Him, actually, Andrew Thomas has more touchdowns than him and (laughs) Harris combined. I love AT. Got his jersey right here. Yeah, but if you think about it, the Giants, look, Sterling Shepard is. As much as I love Sterling, let's be realistic. I don't know if he's going to be on the on the team in 2023 because he can't stay healthy for a full year. I hope he does. And Darius Slade was on the trade block. And Tony, we don't even know if he's, quote-unquote, bought into football. That's a problem <laughs> for them. So, you, you know, you got to have this, I don't say, quote-unquote, insurance for Darius, Tony. But if, he, if the Giants decide to trade him, which I don't think they should – but if you have Robinson and Tony, yeah, look out. <laughs> and, and, and Brandon, I'm going to save go. you for last one second because I, I, as, as a wide receiver in the league, we got to get you a little more thoughts on it. But I'm going to save you for last if that's okay. Uh, Hefe, what you got? I'll just say I get why some people overreacted, and it's Twitter. People are going to overreact because he's small. Um they don't love that pick. They think there were better options available. Well, guess what? You're not a GM. You're not a you're not a professional scout, right? So I didn't overreact because I told myself I wouldn't. So I went into the draft with that mindset. I did some research on this guy, watched some film on him, and then started mm-hmm. dreaming about the ways you can use him, Kadarius Tony, pre-snap motion, these two guys flying around the field. And I'm like, holy shit, this yeah. offense is going to look so different with dynamic playmakers like that. And the, the league is changing. It's not just like big bodies colliding anymore. You have athletic. It's it's like, you know, the NBA changed. You don't have like your one, two, three, four, five positions, like the big man, like they used to. It's a lot of like athletes, right? And you mm-hmm. make a team and, mm-hmm. and football is slowly becoming that. You see it with linebackers and safeties. You, you have these hybrid athletes who can do a lot of things. And that's what's happening on offense too. All the rules go to benefit the offense. So I'm not worried about his size because speed kills. He's tough as hell. I saw I saw him take a lot of licks in college, and he got right up, dude. And I know these are bigger dudes in the NFL, but the guy's tough. He can play, and you're adding another playmaker. Exactly like Sam said, there's not a ton of security in that position on this roster. So give me this kid all day. I'm elated. Awesome. Speak. I mean, listen, you have – we're talking about size first off. You know, you know what height Cole Beasley and Isaiah McKenzie are in Buffalo? 5'8". <laughs> and they did pretty damn good last year. Let's say that. Uh, you know, Tyreek Hill, is he a big guy? Kafka didn't have a, a big guy in Tyreek Hill. He made him look good last year, too. He's a passing game coordinator. These guys, this guy, Wondell, Henry, uh, Wondell Robinson, he is – I hate when people say gadget player just because they're small. He – put up 10 catches for 104 yards in the bowl game. And that's not gadget. That's not gadget. He could catch the ball. He could be a wide receiver. The problem is 
people see that he could run out of the backfield too. And they're like, ah, oh, he's a gadget guy. You know, you gotta, you gotta be crazy. No, he's versatile. And that's a good thing. We, lastly, we don't know exactly what offense Stable and Kafka are running here. So if you, you thought that maybe Pickens might've been a better pick or, or Sky more, or these other guys that, that you wanted to, in your mock draft, you don't know what they, this, this offense consists of, and you don't know what Dable and Kafka wanted. They clearly took this guy at 43 because they loved him. They did not want to lose out on him. Couple that with the two trade backs uh, to what got to him. And I think the value was fantastic there. Was it a reach? Uh, you know, you could debate it all day, whether, whether he was, could have been picked in the third round or second round. He was going in the third round in most mocks anyway. So save me your bullshit. Cause <laughs> I think Wandell is going to be a star in New York. Like, like us, uh, my, my boy Sam alluded to before, watching Tony and, and uh, Wandale on the same offense, that's going to be scary. It's going to be Exciting. scary for the offensive uh, defensive coordinators, man, to keep you up at night. Well, let, so, let me let me say this. Let's go. Let me let's say go. this. Later. I just really think that the game is evolving. Like, as far as the receivers, as far as the Megatrons, the Plaxico Burris, the, the Julio Joneses, the Kenny Gallaudets of the world, right? Those big receivers is just for the now. Now we're starting to see the Odell Beckhams. Now we're starting to see the Kadarius Tonys. Now we're starting to see the Wandale Robinson. This guy plays bigger than what he is. We're starting to see the Tyreek Hill, Cole Beasley. We're starting to see these smaller compact receivers go out there and actually kill. And what Wandale Robinson, he plays bigger than his height. This guy is a machine. He's, he's thick too. Like he's this strong guy also, as hell. He's very strong. So it's not a reach in my opinion. I just think that it's just the evolution of the game. Of course, Brandon can break that down. But um, he's not – I think he could be a great slot, number one. And I think with Kadarius Tony in time, in, in my opinion, with watching so much of what I can, I, I can watch on Kadarius Tony, I think he could be a wide-out one. And, of course, Brandon, correct me if I'm wrong here. Mm. But I think that Wandell can uh, play the, the slot. Kadarius Tony could play the one if push come to shove. But, guys, I, it wasn't a reach at all. I really think it was great value for a great receiver that plays big than what his height is really capable of doing. Great route runner, great speed agility this guy has everything man i i can't I, i'm elated i'm really really elated to have him on his roster and i can't wait to see what he does but um before we go sam any other last thoughts man if, if you don't mind brother because uh we're gonna we're gonna break it down here with mr london that's all right brother please all wait right. backstage please please oh of course i'll wait backstage i Thank am you, well great having on i'll be, I'll be on some of the show a little later tonight but trust me this giant's offense is a lot a lot different than last year and this Giants team is going to be good soon. I oh, have yeah, total yeah. faith. You know, I haven't had total faith. You know, Brandon, you can be first-hand account. I don't know if you can or cannot. I'm pretty sure you can. You know, us Giants fans, we haven't had faith in a draft where we haven't been confident in our draft in years. We look at this draft. We know the Giants did well last year's draft. The only pick that really stood out to me last year from day one, and some other players have stood out after, was Aziz Ojolari, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. or in the past. I love Andrew, uh, Daniel Jones. Was he drafted too high? Yes, he was. Should maybe they gone Josh Allen, DJ? Yeah. But when was the last time all Giants fans have been excited about a draft? Mm -hmm. 
Hey, preach, trust me, preach. brother. Trust me, brother. I know because I was hosting the draft parties and I heard the booze. <laughs> yes, and you, uh, you try imagine trying to grab a fan to do a live hit and they're booing and all like <laughs> at the thing of the, at the at the time of the moment. So trust me, man. I know what you mean, man. And uh, I felt that energy at the draft party at MetLife Stadium uh, Thursday night. Not only between the Jets, because it was Jets Giants. Not only between the Jets fans, but New York New York Giants fans as well. So there's a whole buzz like that night this weekend gave a whole buzz to the city as a whole. And you know, I know we love our blue, but they love their green. But what's better for New York as a whole when both teams are competitive and oh, both yeah. teams are making plays? You know, so I know what you mean, bro. And yeah, everyone's excited, man. And you help bring that energy for sure. You popped that whole thing off, bro. Agreed, Sam. Appreciate you, Sam. Sam. I do appreciate your time, my brother. We're going to have you on later on in a little while, but thank you so much, man, for your time. And we're going to get you back on the show for the entire show to break down some stuff too as well, brother. Thank you so much. I do appreciate it. Of course. Thank you so much, guys. Anytime. I'll talk to you soon, brother. Keep it up, Sam. Keep up. Heck yeah. So I I say this, Brandon, man. Wondell Robinson, man, give me your thoughts. Was that a reach? Give me a nah, thoughts on that player. Hey, you know, I was elated. Cue it. Cue the cue cue the sand face cue up it. there. Let's go. Cue the sand face up there because if <laughs> you think go. about it, this wasn't a tight end heavy draft, right? So when you're talking about Daniel Jones trying to get the ball out of his hand faster, trying to get him to make reads and in, in, in that sort faster, who's the closest to the quarterback after the tight end? Your slot guy. He's a 5'8 guy. He's quick, cat quick make you miss in the phone booth, just mm-hmm. like Tony. But now you don't have to have Tony in the slot. You can put Tony out there, possibly against the CB2, because, you know, you got Kenny Galladay that still – you still commands a CB1, CB2 in that sense. So I was on Twitter, and Peter Schrager uh, – you know, I'm at SNY Studios. We shoot from there. Good morning, football is right next – they shoot – Right next to us, right, studio, right next to us. Yeah. yeah. So I see him and Cal Brandt all the time. I mean, nice. What, we, what about Kay? We missing Kay though. We miss her. Yeah, I, I don't know nothing about all that situation. <laughs> when I see them, when I see those two in the hallway, they always yeah. stop and yeah. talk. We talk a little bit. Okay, you know, yeah. uh, Peter Schrager tweeted about how Liam Cohen, the offense coordinator for Kentucky, now OC for uh, the Rams, was Wandell's OC. Mm-hmm. Liam was Victor Cruz's quarterback in college, but he was my quarterback as well. I went to UMass as well. Look at that. So it hit me. Scott Woodard was our quarterback as well, was quarterback with Liam, and you know, you and quarterback with uh Victor as well. Was mm-hmm. the receivers coach at Kentucky, still is receivers coach. So I'm like, you know, I'm a I'm a channel my inner shrinks. Yeah. I'ma hit Woody up. <laughs> Yeah. Woody texts me. I say, can I get a quote from you on him? Woody goes, kid is an absolute stud. Great kid. Best slash favorite and smartest kid I've ever coached. Almost football seven. Small in stature, but dog on the field. Game on the line. Get him the ball. Nobody can tackle him one-on-one. Let's I could go. go. I could go on and on about this kid. Damn. So like you said, uh, th- that's their Cole Beasley. 5.0 yeah. 
Yes. That's yes. a guy to where you can get him the ball in space. You think about kick return, pump return. Everybody just keeps saying, oh, he's a gadget guy. If you're a special yeah. gadget guy, you're a force. You have you're a career. You're a guy that can touch <laughs> the ball and can touch it at five yards and turn it into 50. So mm -hmm. why would you talk shit about a freaking gadget guy? Yes. That, yes. that, that yes. tells me you know nothing about football when fans or those type of fans say things like that. you Yeah, okay, is it a reach? Yeah, but it's not a reach if I'm Kafka, if I'm Dable. If Kafka's used to having a tight end, Dable had Cole Beasley, Dawson Knox, so he had kind of a little bit of a both. Ricky Seals-Jones still has to prove that he is TD1 pass catching full-time TE1. So while you're while you're trying to wait for that, you gotta you gotta have different type of weapons for different type of personnel to attack the defense in different ways. This guy, you saw the tape. Give him the ball, ball in yes. hand, guy. You need one of those, and I don't think he's a reach. I think I they love did that for a reason. I love hearing Brandon break that down. I just want to say, that, like, we compare him to Cole Beasley a lot because he's small, and it's the Buffalo. Uh, comparison, yeah. But Cole Beasley has quietly averaged 800 yards over the last three years with Buffalo. Yeah. If, if his name wasn't Cole Beasley and he wasn't this like blonde, flowing little white guy, you'd be putting a lot more respect on his name. But like this kid is a way more athletic and strong version of that. If they if that's how they plan to use him, he's going to do more with those touches. I will and, and more and more explosive. Look at Cole Beasley's yeah. Beasley's YPCs. Look at his yeah. YPCs yard per catch. Yeah. Well, like this guy is a guy that's going to go for five and take it for 50. You know? yeah. He's, yeah. he's yeah. explosive. And, and the fact that you have him and Kadarius Tony, who I still have really, really high hopes for. I know there's some stuff that he's got to get together, but like I have really high hopes for him. And I think but he's special he, too. But does he? But does, does he get he, his stuff together? Does, does he? No, but does he have stuff to? Does he have stuff to get together? No. Like, does he? I, I think he, I think this is all blown by the media, man. I really think like, the fans are just elated with with the the, the media. You know what I mean? Like, I we think they're really just this, taking yeah. a little breadcrumbs, and it is like, well, yeah, he he got to be that way. Or maybe because I said this last season too, when we drafted him, he has that southern draw, that 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 southern slang, that draw that people can't understand up here in the East Coast. So they already already thinks like, oh, this is a bad guy. I don't understand what he's saying. No, he's a he's a good kid. The background he has is a good kid. He never got in trouble. Honestly, there's no red flags. This gotta stop. Like literally, the kid's a good kid. If, if he didn't show up to a couple of days of 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 uh, OTAs or whatever the case, which is voluntary. Let's make this clear. Other players have contractual agreements to be there, and plus, some players do like to go away to their old schools and train as well there's nothing wrong with kt there's nothing to get together that's let's I, say that forget, let's say this going on a tangent we, we, on we, tangent. we talked about this previously if kt balls out first game of the season nobody's gonna give a hot damn about the fucking otas that he missed <laughs> nobody's gonna give a shit Cole, no Cole, one gave a shit about Cole, him Cole Beasley's a rapper Cole Beasley's yeah, a rapper. right exactly exactly nobody talks about that Cole Beasley was talking about vaccinations and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, come on, like, well, like, it's it's just, just, come on. It's just one of those things, man. Like, it, you, you, you poking the bear right now because y'all know y'all are going to get a response out of me for that. Like, <laughs> it's, it. it's, 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 it's. I need everybody to sit there and reflect on it. Like, reflect on that. 
Reflect on what I just said. Like, like reflect on yeah. what I just said. They yeah. know <laughs> what they got in yeah. that kid. They know what they want to get out of that kid. Mm-hmm. So if it's something to where, which no one knows why he missed it. It could be for whatever reason, but everybody thinks just because Young Joker is a rapper, it means that he's not focused about that. I reached out to his that tra- his trainer. I reached out to his trainer a bunch of times like, man, come on, New York Post Sports, man. Like, like, mm-hmm. like, I, West like, Kentucky on, dude? Man, like, I want to talk to you yet, yeah, Western Kentucky yeah. dude. Because remember the videos last year where yeah. KT was running around, everybody's like, you don't get in breaks like that. He don't get no receiver comes out like that, and then he's cutting everybody. Yeah, he got he got uh, he made things look stupid. He got things <laughs> look, look turning around and all in that sense. But then it's like, oh, look at that. No, he was training for that during those videos. Big facts. Yep. But you got a problem with them because you don't understand him. Mm-hmm. They don't mm-hmm. understand him. Yep. And not every superstar or big personality has to want to talk to the media. I can give you Bill Belichick type answers in a southern accent. Leave me that alone. (laughs) Facts. Yo, killed it. Absolutely true. Facts. Yo, like, like, it just kills me the fact that they pile so much on this kid. And we're in a new age now. Social media is taking over the world. I didn't grow up with it. You know, it, it came into as as I was growing up. But you have to understand, this is what kids look towards to is the social media. That's their outlet to talk and etc. Just because we're like, and I'm gonna age myself. Just because I'm a little bit older doesn't mean I don't. I, I I should understand where they're coming from. This is their technology. This is their fun. So just because you don't understand it doesn't mean that this is a bad guy. You just gotta, you just gotta bring yourself down a little bit. Bring yourself back down into reality a little bit. And you put know, yourself in that shoes. And, and this is the therapist, Eli, talking that I go to. <laughs> once a week, right? But you got to break yourself down and take yourself out the equation and look at that person's equation and understand and try to try to get where his mentality is. So all the negativity, miss me with that, man. Let this guy go out there and play. He's a young kid, man. You know what I mean? Right. But that's, that's... Listen, let's... let's, 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 let's We're going to get into KT all day long. I got the big question for you, uh, Brandon. Year one... Who makes the bigger impact out of our first round picks? Neil or Thibodeau? Thibodeau. Sorry. Thibodeau. 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 What you got? That's a great question. What a gun to your head. I think Neil, man, because if you look at, you know, the inconsistency, we got the right guard last year, you know, like just think of the videos y'all were posting on social media about, the inconsistencies at right guard, you know, last year. So when you look at some of Saquon's runs and all to that right side, he, he, what he didn't feel, you know, super comfortable to that side. So I look at that guy as being a day one starter, an instant upgrade to that, to that side. So that's at least to me gives him a shot. You know, mm-hmm. no one's in his face when he's getting the ball. And then, you know, at the same time, still has to be that level of accountability to where it's like, all right, there's a couple of times you saw it, didn't trust it, should have yep. hit it, you know, yep. but you don't. But there's a reason why he didn't trust it in yep. that sense. You can never reason. tell a runner back what to see with his eyes and what to trust because he's the one that's back there taking yeah. the licks. But I just see that as an instant upgrade. So, yeah. you know, I, I'm hoping Tibbs gets, you know, double-digit sacks and all. But at uh, at the same time, I just look at that Evan Evan Neal, not only as a pass blocker, but just a run blocking 
uh, presence, I think that's an instant upgrade. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. Jeff, what do you think? What do you, what do you got? I, I'm going with Neil. I mean, I know, I know the edge rusher is the sexy pick, but if you've watched the last decade of Giants football, there's nothing sexier than a good old line in my eyes right now, and that's <laughs> I've been missing that more than anything else. Give yeah. me the right tackle, and you know we. We have a lot of guys that they picked up in free agency and draft to let them compete their ass off and put a good line together. And there actually looks like there's some depth right now. I kind of like that they picked up the two guys from North Carolina, guys that already know each other and play together and stuff like that. I think that matters too. But I just love that they actually made that he fell to us. We were ecstatic. The video is out there today of us reacting to that pick. We're out of our (laughs) mind. And Thibodeau was like a surprise that he got to us too. But give me Neil because the offensive line operating correctly is what's going to make Daniel Jones pop. It's going to mm-hmm. make Saquon pop. It's going to make these wide receivers we just talked about for 20 minutes. It all comes down to the old line. So give me Neil for making the biggest impact because that's points. That's that's how you win games. And um, I'm with Brandon on that one. And uh, let me let me say this. Evan, Evan Neal, uh, I think it could have the biggest impact because I think – we just saw what Nate Solder went through at right tackle, right, guys? That's all we got to say. <laughs> like, let me keep this short. We saw what Nate Solder could do <laughs> at right tackle. So Evan Neal got to be the guy that's going to make the huge impact, in my opinion. I think it's a tremendous upgrade, huge upgrade. And uh, without a line and winning in the trenches, can't get a playoff. So I'll keep it short and sweet. Evan Neal, yes, I'm excited for Tibbs, but it's Evan Neal for me, man. Hands down. We've seen yeah. poor O-line play. Spiro, give, give us tips and tell us why, Spiro. You got you got to go against the grain here. All right, yeah. So I'm going to say tips because listen, we haven't had that guy that can close out a game. How many close games have the Giants lost over the past two, three years, four years, four. five years? Call whatever you want. Almost now all you of have, them. Now you have you have Thibodeau on one side, you have Aziz on the other side. That's going to free up Leonard Williams to do his thing too. So I it, it frees up everybody. And it, the the deep, the secondary is not guarding people as for as long. I think Thibodeau is going to be a game changer. Even if he has eight sacks, I think he's going to cause so much pressure and cause some more mistakes. How many times we sit see the Dak Prescott just sitting in the pocket, oh. waiting for things? Oh, to, he's dang. just chilling there, eating his, his burger, you know, having a beer, just chilling out. No longer will we have that. We have a Z's. That my, my man Aziz looks like an Adonis. He he put on NFL weight this offseason. Yes, he he looks dope. You got yeah, Thibodeau on the other side. Roach backing him up. Leonard Williams gets freed up. It, you know, it, it just frees up everybody. So I think Thibodeau is going to be the, the impactful guy. I, I mean, you guys are really right, though. Neil is, is going to open up everything. But I'm going to say Tibbs. I'm going to say Tibbs to be that, that other guy. All right? Let's do it. Yeah. So uh, a lot of undrafted free agents. Um being one formerly of yourself, Brandon London, is there anyone that you like as far as this year's draft that is undrafted free agent that the Giants may have that, that excites you? Damn, I didn't go that deep into it. <laughs> 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 I'll see them when I get we'll to hold off on I'll see them when I get to Quest Diagnostics, man. I wouldn't go like yeah, go read read up. I wasn't gonna read up on everybody like once I feel when, you. when, when, uh, when Paul Schwartz and those guys start writing about them, then they like I'll be like yeah, that guy, that guy, you know. I gotta plug New York Post right there, man. Yes, so, good one. So, I like it. <laughs> So, Brandon, I want to ask this. This is, this is on subject, man. I want to. I want to ask this, brother. 
How'd you know Corey Clement wasn't going to be the guy, man? How'd you know? <laughs> it's like last season when we had oh, him yeah. on the show. He was like, man, it, who was the – who was the uh, he was like, we all love Corey Clement. And he but said he like, no, nah. Booker, right? He no, he Booker, said Booker. Maybe? So I'm telling you it's going to be Booker. And I'm like, man, how the hell? There's no way. I was like, there's no way to help Brandon London. Of course he's the football player, guys. Of course. You know what I mean? Knows, so I was like, nah, it's got to be Clement. I just I saw it at training camp, man. I saw it at training camp just when they were doing one on ones or they were doing one on ones in terms of like running routes against linebackers and all. Uh, like Corey Clement, like he didn't, it, it didn't, he didn't Booker pop. was actually, yeah, he didn't pop. Booker was making some catches. It wasn't anything like super explosive or anything, but mm. Booker was making the catch and all that. I just saw Corey Clement was just, you know, it wasn't what Booker was doing. And I knew. With the healthy Saquon, they weren't going to get it. They weren't supposed to get a lot of carries, so right. it wouldn't, didn't really didn't matter in that sense. Who could get out there and catch some passes and all in that sense? So watching that at camp, Booker just popped a little bit more, you know, wow. at that time than uh, Clement did. And who would have thought that Booker would have had better numbers than Saquon when he was over? Man, holy shit! I, I, I hope he, uh, Saquon bounces back, man. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just mm-hmm. one of those – it's another one of those, you know, he and Daniel Jones are just in those ethic yeah. moments of their careers. Ethic, yep. just, just go do it. Just go do it. Speaking Dave of that, said it. Dave said dude, it. I was just, just going to say that. Yeah, he came out and he was like one thing – and someone else said it too, like the worst thing that the last coaching staff did was made Daniel afraid to throw interceptions. And Dave was basically saying, go out there and sling it. Like, go kill it. Go – you have nothing to lose. And he's right. literally – playing for his life now he's playing for his career so go ahead you know like the guy can throw the ball like sling the thing give your receivers a chance that's what they're there for they want the chance to go get the ball go give it to you got to keep in mind that's a lot easier for us to say on you know live on a podcast than (laughs) it is to where you make a mistake and then you got all of MetLife Stadium just booing the f yeah I hear you that can kind of play with your next decision like not everyone just walks around with that Kobe Kobe Bryant mentality where it's like, you know, like, you know, I'm going to still shoot that shot at the end after I've missed 50 shots or something, you know. Right. So it's one of those things where for him to play like that, he's going to have to have some sort of success early in that sense, you know. Eli, what you think? I got to hear from our boy again. And I hope, Which I hope one? he's I'm paying sorry, my, my apologies. It's okay. my, my apologies, man. You got to hear from Sam. I got, I need Sam in. back. I need Sam back in my life because we're we're coming so, up on an hour. We got a few more minutes, but I yeah. gotta have Sam back in the building. Absolutely. <laughs> so guys, this is the part of the show, man. We've been through everything. We covered every nook and cranny. But at this point, man, I want to throw something out there. You know, when you Google Brandon London, you know, a couple of things come <laughs> up, guys. <laughs> and we want to have some fun. This is New York Revival, where it's all fun. This, Hefe, do you have the? Do you have it queued up here? Do you have it queued up for us? Um, Let's see if you got it queued up. Talk amongst yourselves for a second. <laughs> <laughs> so Google Brandon London. There's a couple things that come up, guys, that we're going to queue up for you. And we're going to have some fun here because Brandon London is a great guy. We talk sideball all the time and funny as hell, man. He cracks jokes. I, I love this guy. So while we queue this up, man, I think Brandon has some explaining to do. There got to be some backstory to this, right, brother? So give it a couple seconds here, and we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna we're gonna really 
And right now, you look kind of worried, brother. I don't know. Before, you look worried here. Before, I, don't, I don't look. Everything on Google, like, I, I stand by. So let's go. All right. Let's see right, this. So I'm up, let's I'm take a look and see. Hey, there right it goes. Look at see this. that right this there. This guy's just pimping it see right that? now. You see that? You see that right there? A lot of cats are lucky I didn't have Instagram back Because <laughs> some of their girls would have been with me right now. Yes. So that, so I modeled my rookie story. year. My rookie year, I modeled. Um, I was walking in a club. It was called Plum. It was a Monday night. I was with Plax and all those guys. And we're walking in. Some lady stops me. And she's like, hey, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, you had a good look. What do you do? And I'm like, I play football. I don't even my model or anything like that. So she's like, I want to. We're gonna. She's like, I want to do some test shots for you, and I want to uh, put you, like, introduce you to some agencies and stuff. So we took some test shots, and then they gave it to a boss model, boss modeling agency, was like a top men's modeling agency at that time. So the guy, like the head booker at that time, like you know, he was like, we need to get some type of like you know sexy shots for the football player, blah blah blah. Some you know, all right, whatever. I I go to that's when the skeebs were, you know, equipment guys. They've been there for a long time. They let me get this is off season. I get some of my uh, you know, equipment. We go into the rooftop. Um it was like midtown and all we go into the rooftop and like there's like it's like a whole party, like you know, it's like a whole like vibe up there and you know drinks you know women like like all that and like like i'm just taking shots and front like shots and shots and for like front of all that you know and all that in that sense so we did those we uh those the other shots you just posted that was <laughs> that was that that was the test shoot that got me that shoot damn look at you so that was the test <laughs> shoot that got me that shoot so it was one of those things that let me i did bet ripped the runway twice i did function fashion show I was uh, the face of academics clothing line in the mm. spring of 2008. I walked in the uh, Italian week fashion show up in Montreal when I played in Canada. I've made hella, hella bread from modeling and all during my time. And that was one of those things that sparked that conversation with Michael Strahan on me getting into, in, into entertainment because I kept asking him like, man, I'm getting all these things. I'm only practice squad, bro. Like, like, what do I do? Like, what do I do? Do I pursue it? You know, Coughlin's not one of those guys. And he was just like, look, man, you always got to take care of football first, you know, in that sense, because it just makes it that much easier for Mm -hmm. you to get into that. But at the same time, these cats running four threes and all that, they won't wavy (laughs) like me, you know? I was like, I was, I was wavy before, before I even had it, like before I had NFL catch. You know what I'm saying? So when I went down to Miami, I was still shooting down when I when I was playing with the Dolphins. We went to the playoffs, had four catches against the Ravens. Hey. That time my red Ray Lewis got up in every face. Like you know, I, I, Let's you know, go. I've, been, I've been there too. Parcells, remember Parcells was the assistant GM at that time. He mm-hmm. hated. That I mo- he hated. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh, hated it. Really? Absolutely hated it that I model. And then I want y'all to do y'all's research now. Go to uh, the Sun Centennial back in 2008. Uh, Omar Kelly wrote an article, Brandon London, the model, or something like that. Go look at that because I got in a lot of trouble because I shot BET Ripped the Runway during January. 
after we lost to the Ravens, and but it aired. It was live to tape. It aired in March when we were working out and going through all that. So Parcells and them thought I left workouts to go up oh, and, and go and all that. And he was like, he came at me like he was really upset about that. Like, <laughs> like you're drawing attention to yourself. Like just go play football. Oh come on! Uh, I'm like, Big Tuna is is old that. school. We shot that in January. Like no one was. Yeah. They were in Cancun. I was still working out at the facility in January because I was like, wow. I'm gonna eat next four catches in a playoff game against yeah. the Ravens. Let's go. I'm like, oh no, I'm gonna get a hundred catches next year. <laughs> I'm gonna work out. But it was, you know, it's I, I spent the weekend up in New York because yeah. I was just played up in New York. I model up in New York. It's my right. second time doing BET Rip the Runway. So you know, a lot of people try to get me with those pictures and all that, but then I took them back. <laughs> story they'd be like it makes sense <laughs> yeah, yeah, now if sense. i can get them damn abs again i'm gonna take some more like that <laughs> <Sam. laughs> they're gonna love me out here sam they gonna be on me sam okay I, I got i eat too much steak bro <laughs> <laughs> and Sorry. that is the backstory brandon london there's no perfect way but to end that man that's great to end the show with but guys thank you so much for your time brandon london Sam Prince, thank you so much. And uh, this is your Tuesday New York Revival, man. I'm your boy, Eli Rax, a.k.a. Vibes, and I'm here with my guy, Mr. El Jefe and Mr. Glass Half Full. Real quick, real Steve, quick, real quick, nasty, real quick, man. real quick, real quick, real quick, yeah, real brother. quick. Can I shout out my brother real quick? He's going to be a receiver coach for the Giants one day. Don't you? Yeah. Does he have social media? Give his ads, man. Let What's people follow social media? Oh, uh, coach M. Shoot. Uh, <laughs> one more time. Wait, wait, wait. the audio? Brandon. Sorry. Unmute the mic. Unmute the mic. Yeah, hit the hit the mic button. I'll mute it. There you go. Oh, hit it again. Hit it again. Run you. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. Right What's okay. your social? What's your ads, brother? Yeah, we can hear you now. There we no? go. There we go. At yeah. Coach London Jr. All right. All right. Got Let's it. go. Got you know where to Make sure you hit that button. All right. On behalf of the guys of the old revival, we thank you so much for your time. Y'all be well. Bless. Thank you, guys. Mm-hmm.